This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Mercy Talk. I am joined here by the lovely, wonderful, brilliant Brooke Keels and Aaron Gentry. Hello, friends. <laughs> it was a good introduction. I know you're just like, like, and snap a picture right there. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Rachel. <laughs> thanks. So, last week, Aaron led with Dr. Brooke Keels, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is right. Not that I, I mean, I, I know that you are a doctor, but it sounds so much more official when you lead in with that. So, does it? Yeah, we don't have to though anymore. No, you don't. Please stop. Please We're stop. Good. Yeah. We're good. Um, but I'm sure you know by now that uh, Mental Health Awareness Month is this month. It's the month of May. In case you weren't sure if we were out of April, we are. <laughs> we <April>. are. <laughs> it's, it's May. <laughs> Yay. So here we are. And we've been talking about, of course, all things mental health. Um, and we really want to be uh, careful around this topic. Of course, that's why we have Brooke here with us. But we also want to make sure that we're taking time um, to, to dive into it and discuss it because so much of what we deal with here at Mercy is you know, centered around the mental health um, journey and discussion. And so this week we wanna dive a bit deeper. I'm really excited about um, kind of where we're headed today. Um, we're really gonna be talking about childhood wounds, um, our families. I know everybody's getting really excited right now or, or squirmy <laughs> in their seats as they're <laughs> driving or whatnot. Um, we're going to be talking about family of origin and how our mental health journey has been affected by how we grew up, who raised us, who, you know, maybe didn't raise us and how that plays out in times of crisis. I'd say even maybe um, in times of crisis like we're in now. Uh, and so, Brooke, would you mind just laying maybe a very basic foundation as to why our relationship or maybe even lack of relationship with our parents plays such a key role in our mental health? Everybody buckle up. I'm ready. I'm ready for this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like your family of origin, okay, whether you were raised by them or not, um, affects pretty much everything. So <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> Here we go, guys. Yes. A lot of us, yeah, spend a lot of time trying to not believe that. Um, <laughs> but it's true. Uh, I mean, it truly, like it is everything, you know, and we've talked about this before on other podcasts, but like, you know, we are mammals, we are made to attach, right? So when you yeah are born, you attach to your mother. We now have, you know, obviously significant evidence of attachment in utero. Like this is a very big deal, how we connect with others, right? That's how the Lord made us. Um, and so, you know, with that being said, like you, you know, so every belief that you have, like you are generally introduced to by your parents. We also know that like your beliefs um, you know, when we talk about parenting, it like, it's really important that parents have these hard conversations with their kids, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you will compare everything you learn to that first time you learned about it. So, you know, wow. communicating to kids about, you know, the hard stuff, the pornography, sex, the Lord, all of those things, you know, <laughs> and I know you don't think those three go together. They do your faith, what you believe, like all of this stuff that will influence the rest of our lives having those conversations early because what we know is that kids compare 
right? Mm -hmm. We compare everything we learn back to the first time we learned about it. So like, I don't want my kid learning about pornography from his buddies at school. I need him to learn about it from us. So then when he does, when his buddies at school start talking about it, right. That he's like, Oh wait, no, that's not something I'm going to participate in. Does that make sense? So so it's, it's the same thing with our existence, how we view the world is, is through that lens. Mm -hmm. Um, even we'll, even if they didn't communicate with you about hard things. So like, well, my parents never told me about that. So then I found out about, you know, drugs or alcohol or pornography or whatever it was later in life. And then this ended up being a huge problem in my life. Like everything will tie back to that. And then if if you were not raised by your family, maybe you were, you know, um, adopted and you have the most incredible adoptive family. It's still the fact that, that there was a loss there influences who you are, right? It's a part of your story. And so we can't get away from it. Yeah. Even if we go, I used to tell my mom, I was like, I feel like I am a princess and someone, you guys adopted me. (laughs) My parents were great. Like, but we all kind of fantasize about this other life that we would have, maybe just me. Um, And, (laughs) you know, but the reality is everything, everything is, is filtered through your parental experience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and you talking about that, Brooke, it's like the, uh, independent me, the prideful me wants to go, no, I can make my own choices. I am Mm -hmm. not affected by the first time I learned about something, you know, right. Dependence. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So this is going to be a fun conversation today. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) And Brooke Keels is not the only doctor who agrees with this. Dr. Kurt Thompson, who we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast. He's the author of soul of the shame and the anatomy of the soul. He talks about how many of us don't realize that the behaviors we find ourselves in do stem from managing woundings our parents and caregivers had. Now, that could be ones that we're not just talking about woundings that they, something they did to us, but them dealing with their own woundings. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, too, is, yes, so just realizing that difference there. And he actually gives an example with his own parents. He says that his dad was very easily angry and his mother was very easily anxious. Mm. And so he grew up having to manage his father's anger. So he was constantly pleasing, people pleasing to his father, doing things to make him happy and not angry. And then he was buffering the stress of his mother. And then that now affected how he relates to other people Mm -hmm. uh, in his adult life, which then led to him having feelings of inadequacy because we cannot constantly buffer everyone's stress for them. Mm-hmm. or cause somebody not to be angry. And so then you feel inadequate because you weren't able to stifle mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, I can I can definitely relate to that for sure. Um, just thinking through things with my parents, things that they were dealing with, I can now recognize, oh, they were dealing with this. But it's really hard for me, I'll say on this topic, to consider that, to, to really think through what my parents were dealing with and, and kind of identify that their woundings negatively affected me because yeah. I had good parents. Yeah. I had great parents. And when I think about that, whenever I even try to think about that, my first thought is that I'm blaming them somehow mm-hmm. and that it shows badly on them. It does not reflect badly on them mm-hmm. that I experienced some of their woundings and that it has affected how I live my life. It's still something I need to unpack um, I know that's a lot for us to start off this podcast with. Ooh. 
getting deep fast. Um, but Brooke, what would you say to somebody who has not taken the time to be honest about their past? Maybe that their um, that their parents were perfect, or that they can forgive their parents for what they did to me. They maybe they haven't been honest about that um, before. Yeah, I mean, none of us are. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I mean, guys, I you know, there are children who have been horrifically abused by their parents that still want to go live with their parents because Mm -hmm. we have this connection. We want to be loved. The desire to be loved well by your parents will overshadow logic. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, so even in that, and and Aaron, you're right. I had really great parents too. I also didn't realize how crazy they were until I got married. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, and my mom listens to this podcast now. So I'm saying that (laughs) we've had the talk. She is aware. Okay. Right. But I'm saying all that to say like, it is like they couldn't have been perfect, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to believe that they weren't because I was like, look every, you know, cause, cause well, this didn't happen to me and this didn't happen to me and this didn't happen to me now, but that's a really fine line. You're right. We live in a world that, that our trauma becomes our story. So for, Mm -hmm. there can be a temptation for some of us to either be completely delusional. So we won't deal with anything because we're Mm -hmm. like, I had no trauma. My life was great. Nothing bad ever Mm -hmm. happened. Yeah. Or, you know, um, we can be like, act like things were very traumatic when they weren't right. Or, or they were actually traumatic and we want to pretend everything was fine Mm -hmm. or it was actually traumatic and we let it ruin our lives. (laughs) So there's a lot of like spectrum again on that. And so I think that the deal is, is, is how do you get to a place to be able to be honest, to say, Mm -hmm. you know what, of course, I mean, of course my parents weren't perfect. Like, of course they did not communicate perfectly all the time and their personality tendencies affected me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, of course it did. Or if, if it's a place of being afraid, like if I have to admit some of the hard Mm -hmm. things that they did, like you said that like that, does that make them bad people? No, you absolutely can love someone well and be honest about their struggles and how it affected you. In fact, I would encourage people by saying that's how, how you love someone well. Delusion is not love. It's not, it's just, you're just not wanting to deal with it. Right. And I get it. It's got to come in baby steps sometimes, (laughs) but, but you, you can't, if you can't honestly look at that and what you got from your parents, um, or if you struggle and we'll talk about this a little bit more, if, if there's high levels of abuse and you're like, I can never forgive them. Mm -hmm you know, and, and that's going to affect your life forever. There has to be forgiveness. doesn't have to be reconciliation, but there has to be forgiveness. Yeah. Oh, and there's a difference. Right? That's good. Yeah. That's and so, um, anyway, so, I mean, I think just getting to a place of knowing, like, I probably haven't been that honest about my family, like most likely some people have done a lot of work and good for you. Like that's yeah. so good. But also knowing like, it's okay to just think through that and pray through that and let the Lord point out some things. And I've shared on this podcast before, there were things that I had not forgiven my dad for that he has no idea that he did and probably never will. The Lord has not released me to talk to him about that. And it's fine because my forgiveness with him had nothing to actually do with with him. It was about the agreements I made out of those behaviors and I needed to forgive that and I needed to do it change my behavior. Yes. Hey guys, Rachel here. We're going to get back into some more practical tools in just a second, but for a minute, I wanted to remind you that if you know of somebody who needs to hear this message of hope and peace found only in Jesus, you can share it with them. 
whether on Facebook, Instagram, through text message, however it works best for you. Social distancing does not have to disconnect us. We'd also love to hear from you in the coming weeks. So if you have specific questions or topics you'd like to hear us cover during this COVID-19 crisis, we're going to stay fluid and flexible and break away from our normally scheduled series. So send us a message at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And finally, I'm sure you already know, but Mercy Talk is a donor-funded podcast. So if you're able to give in this turbulent time, you can do so by going online at mercymultiplied.com. This not only helps us to continue sharing free content and resources like this, but helps us to share the message of hope and healing found only in Jesus Christ with those in our residential counseling program. All of this, as Aaron was saying a second ago, wow, this is getting deep fast because it's just so personal. There's no way you can talk about your family of origin or your parents. There's just no way you can even get into that without um, it hitting home really, really quickly, whether you recognize that or not. Um, and I think in this discussion, it's been so agreeing with y'all that it's been helpful or it is helpful to be honest about those things. But then there's that reverse kind of like almost a mirror effect of being like, okay, well now I'm an adult and now I'm a parent or, you know, I'm an adult and I'm married and I'm going to be influencing another human being. Um, in that yep. same way, like <laughs> that's really, <laughs> that's really scary. It's the worst. <laughs> the worst. It's the worst yeah. because it's like all of those things that you're like, oh man, I'll never do that. I'll never be that blah, 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 blah. Then you realize in some moments, um, and please here, I'm not making an excuse or saying that the, the evil things that were done to you, that they were okay. But in a lot of circumstances, I, I've, I've come to kind of think, I bet they were probably doing the best that they could at the time with what they had. It doesn't mean that it, it doesn't make everything okay, I guess is what I'm saying. But, but now being in that situation, I just know there's some days when I lose it with my kids and I go, oh man, did I just mess them up for the rest of their lives. And I go, Lord, please. I feel like this is all I have right now. I don't know how to take that next step. And you were kind of talking about this a second ago, Brooke, about how having those conversations actually helps to solidify or strengthen or, or make stronger your relationship. Um, and you know, a couple of weeks ago we did the whole voice of the heart series with Chip Dodd and healthy emotions. And this was one thing that was really a takeaway for me in him talking about being vulnerable with those people in your lives. So basically coming to your kids and saying, listen, I, I messed up. Like I should not have done that. And I know that sounds silly, even maybe with, if you've got way younger kids, like a three-year-old, but I'm telling you, um, it's made a difference. I haven't done it every time, but when I've taken a breath, and kind of gone, sis, I'm so sorry that mommy you know, did not, da, 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 da. it's really crazy what happens in that moment, that vulnerability. Um, it creates this intimacy. I mean, you know, with your mm -hmm. kids and, and he, anyways, I could go on with that for a while, but Chip Dodd just basically talks about how, um, that leads to, to a healthier place in our relationship with our parents, with our kids, with our loved ones. Um, and so you know, I, I kind of would like to go down this, this road, Brooke, you said this last week and this is, when you said this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so good for next week's podcast. But in this conversation about our childhood wounds and, and, and family of origin, can we talk for a minute about the inner 
chi- our inner child in times of stress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's the money line about how quarantine, but you know, in general, this pandemic has just had a way of revealing the inner child in all of us, all of those little struggles. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yes. Can you break that down uh, and maybe even kind of help us understand what that means for like our mental health health situation? Like, what is that inner child sure. talking about there? So, I mean, and some people, you know, that are that are um, older than me may be rolling their eyes at the word inner child because that was kind of some, uh, for lack of a better term, you know touchy-feely, hippy-dippy kind of counseling thing a while back, you know, Um, or again, when we label stuff, we make it a thing. So let me be clear though. So inner child, literally meaning your inner adolescent, um, uncouth (laughs) self, okay? (laughs) And so if you think about it, like you have had, and quarantine has like stripped away all that we knew to be true. Yes right? We thought that we lived in a world, that this was our existence, nothing could change it. And that's yeah. fine. You shouldn't, you shouldn't worry all the time. That's not, you know, you shouldn't run around being like, mm-hmm. could all this go away with one bat or sure. whatever you think caused, you know. Yeah. Anyone run. who predicted or constantly felt worried from that, they're not experiencing relief because it happened. No, right. not. That's a great gotcha. point. So, so I'm not saying like go and be, yeah, like <laughs> the doomsday preppers, they get to feel good that they were right. But ultimately, <laughs> what, what cost? Not, not, yeah, they're not living in peace right now. Yeah. So anyway, all that they have more toilet paper than us, but they're not living in peace. So I just want to say, yeah. So I mean, this thing brings out. So you're like stuck at home, or you've lost a job, or you now have to like be with your family more than you've ever been with them before, or whatever your context is. I love it. Nancy Alcorn said this on the on the Q conference talk, which was if you guys haven't gone, go watch all things Q. Yeah, um, it's incredible. Um, with Gabe Lyons and all. Anyway. Um, and she said, you know, we're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everybody's having a different experience. So we don't yeah. want to generalize these unprecedented things that will come out. Like I will pick on myself. You guys, I have had to be with my family more, which is 98% of the time. Great. <laughs> but then there are moments where like my dad will say something and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not doing that. I mean, it could, he was just like, I think you should wear a mask in the grocery store. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? I don't want to. Like, I'm talking about just this very like, nah, like yes. I don't, nothing you say, I will listen to. And then yes. Scott was like, oh, you need to go pray? You need to go pray? <laughs> you, need to pray. <laughs> you need to go talk to Jesus about that? And I, you know, I was like, fine, I'll wear it. Like, it was just the most ridiculous, ridiculous thing. And so, yeah, like these things of like, did we as a kid tend to be anxious or trying mm-hmm. to control like what, um, what Kurt Thompson was talking about, talking about, are we trying to fix everybody's feelings? So then yeah. we actually ignore our own. Are we becoming those of us that are, you know, on the Enneagram eight scale? Are we just trying to like burn it all down? Like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> you know, or, you know, are we, are we trying to help everybody? Are we trying to control with like, you know, I'll just do more or like, mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I know people that are like, well, I'm just going to get every like remote job I can get. So then just in case something happens, like what are the things that we're doing? And if you really pray into that, it will go back to your tendency as a child, as an adolescent, like what Mm -hmm. are these non-matured areas of our life that happen Mm -hmm. when the pressing comes, Mm -hmm. right? When things get pressed down 
and we're like not out of the overflow. Like it's getting pressed and I'm being crushed (laughs) in this, you know, so, so I know I'm not being overly specific, but I feel like people Mm -hmm. will be like, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I did that. You know, you'll notice a higher level level of irritability or, Mm -hmm. you know, the person that you really liked a lot. You're like, I don't know that I like you 24 hours a day. I like you 12 hours a day. (laughs) 24, you know, in that, in that kind of stuff, or you'll start seeing having more conversations or being reminded of like, of a life where you didn't have control, which is Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now we are not in control again. And it it feels very like we're just waiting for someone to tell us what to do. Yeah. Waiting for Right. And so however you responded to that as a kid, I promise she was coming out in some way. That is not a bad thing. That's actually yeah. a really cool thing. We don't all right. have Scott Keels to make sure we go pray in the moment. Um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> hopefully somebody in your life yes. is doing that. But I think that's that's the, uh, that's the a good place to start. Yes. If you're like, I don't want to deal with my family right now, but you can deal with you. And maybe you can be like, I can go and think, okay, how am I responding to things that are very adolescent, that are very, you know, immature, um, that are like, man, I haven't thought about that or acted like that in a long time. You know, I think it's just a really cool place for the Lord to grow us. Um, yes. and I think yeah. we truly will be more resilient and stronger and more, um, and have a, a, a stronger foundation on the other side of it. If we will take the time to do yeah. that. So <clears throat> I don't know, was that clear enough? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of, oh, you know, it, it really was. And I think it, it leads us into, really what we're, where we're going to finish up this episode. I can't believe it's already over. <laughs> it's been such a great conversation, um, but some practical takeaways. And I think what Brooke just said is a great practical takeaway. Just look at what are some things that those adolescent behaviors are coming out. Things where you're like, look back and you're like, hmm, that was, that happened. And I don't think I had much, much control in that moment over mm-hmm. what just happened. I didn't choose that. It chose me. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's a thing you can say, but um, you know, taking some time to look at that. That's a great practical takeaway. And I love the idea of just looking at some of those instances, maybe at the end of the day, or even sometimes right afterwards, you can go, mm-hmm. okay, I just identified that. Let me write that down so I can go talk to the Lord about that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there something behind that? And so um, I want to I read really quick a piece of scripture that's also going to lead us into our next practical takeaway. It's Romans 12, 17 through 20. So as you're looking through some of these some of these things that you're identifying, maybe some of these behaviors you've identified, um, but then also the next practical takeaway is taking some time to look back in your past. If you are able to do that right now, if you are feeling like, okay, I can't take that step to say, Lord, what are some things in my past that have affected me? Mm-hmm. Um, even asking, Lord, would you bring up some of those memories? For me, I think it's specific memories that I can, like I can pull out this one moment that led to this belief that I now have um, or this behavior that I now have. So just asking for those one moments and then looking for, you can even ask the Lord, are there places I need to forgive mm-hmm. my parents um, for even either me seeing them act in a certain way or them acting something towards me that caused a wounding. And I'm going to read, like I said, Romans chapter 12, verse 17 through 20. It says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Even if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath for it is written. It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. And that's really a verse that's just about forgiveness in general on any scale. 
Um, if you have had a, a very big wrong done to you, it is the Lord's to take vengeance on that. And you don't have to carry that weight anymore. You can offer forgiveness. I like that Brooke said earlier too, that um, I think you had said forgiveness is not the same as um, reconciling. Like you don't have mm -hmm. to come back into relationship with them right. to still forgive them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's if you know that it was something that was definitely on them and you need to forgive them for it. But I think we even, you know, I was talking at the beginning, I had good parents, but there mm -hmm. may be places I need to forgive them for something that I picked up along the way. Yeah. And so if you have that time, that space this week, ask the Holy Spirit to show you these areas of unforgiveness, maybe these events that have affected your mental health journey. We're all on a journey. Some of us are just further along or further back. I think we talked about this. We've been doing a Keys to Freedom online boot camp. We talked about forgiveness recently. Mm -hmm. And um, somebody asked, do you have to mean it when you forgive somebody? <laughs> Most honest question. Oh, I was so it. thankful they asked it. Do you have to mean it? Um, unfortunately, yes. You do have to mean it. It doesn't mean it always lines up with your emotions, but there's a difference between meaning it and just saying it. And so ask Absolutely. for the strength to forgive. You may have to come back multiple times back to that memory. Lord, and maybe sometimes you're like, didn't I already forgive? Well, just forgive again. <laughs> just, just do it again. Why not? Um, so yes, and I would just echo what I just said. This, Whenever you forgive somebody, this does not mean that what they did was okay. Right. This does not mean it was good. This does not mean they should have done it. Um, that their actions are erased from your memory. You do not have to erase that action, but you forgive them so that the weight of unforgiveness that's on you comes off and you allow justice to fall into the hands of a good God. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and look, when it's with your parents, it's going, forgiveness is going to be an active process, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to get somewhere and then something else will come up or then you have a kid and then something else comes up. Like it, it, this, just, just know that forgiveness is, should just be a part of our lives in general. Mm -hmm. and figuring out how to do that well is, is the difficult part. Yeah. You know, so like, just accept it. It will be a part of the, <laughs> of our lives. And then figuring out how to do that well, how to not be caught up in unforgiveness, you know, and being comfortable with, okay, wait, okay, I guess we got to do a little bit more, yeah. you know, and remembering that it's about you and the Lord. It is not actually about you and the other person. Wow. And so kind of taking them out of that equation, even though out of relationship may have been hurt, but the reality is it's, it's between your heart and the Lord's and, yes. and let him work on that. Um, so anyway, yeah. So good. so good. Thank you for that. Thank you both. Um, if you want to find more on this topic of forgiveness and even some more practical steps, our keys to freedom study guide is an excellent resource. Yes. And those things that, you know, Aaron listed and Brooke was listing earlier about, um, you know, reconciliation and relationship and not being, you know, forgiveness, not being the same thing. Um, all of that is in there in that study guide with very practical steps for walking through that journey. So we just point you to that and encourage you to reach out um, on our website and, and see how you can get one for yourself. But we've got one more week on this topic of mental health awareness. So we hope you will join us next week here on Mercy Talk. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com. <laughs>